live from the home studios. It is Stay Busy with the boy, Armand Sadler. Stay busy with Armand Sadler, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. I am your host, Armand Sadler, aka Vegan Chorizo Papi, aka founder of Ball Nigga Ballers. Uh, I am the cacti connoisseur, however, I do not have no cacti with me today. I am the white claw warrior. I bust down some in the previous <laughs> evening, but today I'm taking it easy for now. I might get some later. I do not do the show alone. We are we are virtual today, but uh, my co-host is here. How you doing, good brother? What's up, y'all? It is Nick Early, uh, the kombucha king that makes your heart sing. He's executive producer, the co-host, all of the above. Man, ain't nobody can't be a white uh, claw connoisseur no more. They done. I mean, not even white claw connoisseur. I'm talking about cacti. Yeah, they they discontinued. They said it is clipped. <laughs> clipped. Yeah, cacti yeah. is clipped for the connoisseurs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, alas, not all not all things last forever, which is I think what we're gonna end up talking about today at some mm-hmm. point in our board meeting. So yeah. just giving y'all a little example sample. So a little preview, a little preview. Right. Of course, we want to shout out to everyone who's tabbing back in, returning listeners, new listeners. We want to thank Kojo for joining us uh yes, last sir. week for our episode, incredible episode, incredible conversation. So thank you so much, good brother, for uh your time, your energy um and just just being so so active and so supportive of the brand we also want to thank kev and alexis for joining us for our two-year anniversary episode they busy turn two. if y'all want to put in your calendars december 16th is the stay busy anniversary so if you want to (laughs) swing us a little cash app little paypal little cute little message now you know so we don't got a surprise every year y'all can anticipate and look forward to because we only trying to get bigger and better and maybe you will end up in the studio with us for our champagne toast so yeah shout out to kev lex and kojo for joining us last week but of course also our listeners new listeners returning listeners whether you like self-titled or lemonade Mm -hmm. jelly or marmalade Mm -hmm. sausage or bacon and waist deep or taken. <laughs> this one is, I really like this. Well, I'm actually very surprised at the last one for you because you're not a movie guy. I've, I've, I have seen both of those though. I have seen both. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, that's, wow. That was, that was, we really reached into something right there. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, yes, self titled or lemonade. Personally, I felt like, I feel like lemonade is just more of a, more of a, well, Subtitle was the basically the, the thing that started this whole like digital dropping without with no promo. I mean, mm-hmm. so we have to acknowledge subtitle in that regard. Yeah. And then Lemonade though, Lemonade, I think, showed a very human side of Beyonce that I don't think people had ever seen. And I think it really made people think a lot about just their lives and just it, I think it put her in a different category too. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'll go with Lemonade on this one. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, jelly or marmalade? You know, when I was growing up, the only marmalades that was around was like orange marmalade. And as a mm-hmm. kid, I just wasn't hitting. So, and it was mm-hmm. always, it was giving jelly for me. So mm-hmm. it's going to be jelly on that. Okay. Uh, but as of this age, I'll eat either, but jelly. Right. Sausage or bacon? Oh. Ah. This is tough. It's this tough, one's man. really hard, man. It's tough. It's tough. Cause like bacon, egg, and cheese is kind of just like the staple. But I think more recently I've been eating sausage, egg, and cheeses more often. Exactly. Like, like I don't know. I, I like sausage on a breakfast sandwich more than bacon. Yes. But it, but if I'm eating them just as items on a plate, I'll do bacon over sausage. So I, I don't know. It's, it kind of kind of depends on like how I'm combining the items out. It's it's weird. It's the weird. reason why I'm gonna go with sausage on this is because. Okay. First off, the first context we think is breakfast, right? Yep, yep. And I think bacon has more of a, outside of breakfast, it's more of a topping. Right, it okay. It can be a focal point unless you cook it as pork belly, right? And right. That's not what we're talking about here. Sausage can be the side on the breakfast plate. Mm-hmm. Sausage can also, you can do like sausage and peppers. You can mm-hmm. do like Italian sausage. You can do that sort of thing. So sausage can, is much more broad of a category I mean, you know, breakfast sauces and all sorts of things, and Dewey sauces, some Cajun sauces, some that I'm about to hook up. I finish <laughs> but <laughs> so I'm gonna go with sausage okay. on that. Yeah. Then waist deep are taking man. They ain't seen waist deep. They don't know about. <laughs> they they don't know, bro. <laughs> it's, don't know like it's like deep. is is waist deep the black taken or is taken the white waist deep? Like, oh. like <laughs> right. And I'm gonna go with the latter. Right. right <laughs> taken right. is the white waist deep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because waist deep um, did they come? I think it came first. Waist deep was like oh, what, of course, yeah, no, early 2007 joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mid 2000, not recently. Okay. Mid 2000s. Yeah. yeah. We were we were we were young. Like we were between I remember. eight and eleven. Yeah, we I, I think 11. at my like eleventh birthday party, I had the bootleg of it. So I was either play that or play like like Mike Two, and I was like, yeah. I don't know if these kids want to watch like Mike Two. So <laughs> I ended up playing Waist Deep on Waist Deep with the game Tyrese. Yeah, Megan Good. Good. Woo! <laughs> good, good, she looks. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Megan Great. <laughs> Megan Great was in that too. Yes, sir. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go with that, and then also do but Taken. Taken, although it is the 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 white ways deep for this conversation, <laughs> it felt so fresh and so new. I remember yeah. watching it like, wow, I was a, I was locked in from start to finish, and yeah. you know, I hadn't seen I hadn't seen an, an abduction movie that that was that good in a while. Yeah. folks who know me, I'm a movie person, so I've mm-hmm. seen movies from the '80s, '90s, like all that stuff, um, and so it kind of that was the one that launched Liam Neeson back yeah. into, the, into the light that way yeah. so. it had such a good trailer too like like the trailer is when the daughter gets taken and the, he he's on the phone he's like I don't know who you are but I don't have money but I do have a set of skills and you're just like oh my god like this guy sounds like like you know he, you know he's gonna get his daughter back but like how many people are gonna die along the way like he, bro, he about to go crazy on them bro telling someone you got a specific set of skills bro <laughs> It's like, bro, you sure you want to do this? You can yeah. tell me where she is. Yeah. I have a specific set of skills. Oh my God. Whew. I will find you. Yeah. I will kill you. Yeah. And I don't want to give it away, but like one of the ways that, that he discovers who like one of the guys is, like through like the phone, just like hearing his voice. Yeah, like like he, he just plays it, plays it over and oh my God. It was it was it was incredible. It was incredible. Definitely worth your time. So if y'all have not seen the white waist deep taken, make sure you go tap in to that movie. Um, but yeah, that's all whether you like. Well, of course, we got a shout out to 
our guy, VP, VP of everything, the man that you cannot see, but you can feel Kieran Hurley holding it down. As always, shout out to you, good brother. Shout out to Anchor, our distribution platform. If you do not know, Anchor will distribute your podcast for free to all streaming platforms and you get some sponsor ads. Regardless of your listenership, as we can, as you can see, we are through Zoom. I'm currently in Port Chester Studios. Um, we decided with the way the world is getting crazy right now like the, these covid cases are spiking that that omicron and that delta variant have come together to create their own form of the 2017 to 2019 golden state warriors they are a super <laughs> team right now they're going bananas every there are so many nba players in, in protocols right now like we don't know who we're going to be watching play on christmas because really maybe nobody should be playing on christmas but we want to lead by example choose the safe route and just come back to zoom you know it's, it's tough y'all can only see our beautiful black melanated hydrated faces and you can see you know the top of nick's torso you can see a little bit more of my torso but you know <laughs> we, we we just want to chill for a little bit we're going to get back to it but the quality of the pod does not diminish just because you cannot see the full fit and the logo and you know all the clouds and all that it does not diminish the busy is still here and we got a lot to chat about so this week, we were treated to an interview. Uh, Roddy Rich joined the uh, the uh, Kevin Durant's podcast with Eddie Gonzalez called The Etceteras. Uh, really, really great interview, I must say. I really, you know, Roddy for a 23-year-old, he's got a very, very good head on his shoulders. His mindset towards music, his perspective, his willingness to take some time away and experience life. Like a lot of the things he said, well, there's a lot of things I think a lot of artists should really take heed to. Like he had this one quote where he was like, Y'all didn't know me till you knew me. And now that you know me, you want a lot of me. And it's like, that's how we get with these artists. Like, like let's look at baby's rise. Look at Gibeon's rise. We didn't know these people until we knew them. And then when we knew them, we were like, oh, we want more. We want more music. Collab with this person. Collab with this person. It's like, right. that, that leads to a quick burnout, which we're going to get to a little later in our board meeting. But yeah, Roddy's perspective on everything was crazy. And it, I walked away from the interview so happy, like, yo, we are about to get some very special music. This man has been <laughs> living life. And he hasn't been living life fast, contrary to his album title, Live Life Fast, which dropped this past weekend. 18-track album features from Kodak Black, 21 Savage, Future, Gunna, Lil Baby. Uh, we got Fabio Foreign. We got Takeoff, Takeoff by himself. I love that. We got B.B. Borelli, Ty Dolla Sign, Alex Isley, Jamie Foxx. Roddy, you fooled us. <laughs> I've been hoodwinked bamboozled, led astray, hornswoggled, run amok. You you have lied to the church. There, <laughs> there is nothing that I heard on, on that album that convinced me that you are different at 23 than you were at 21. Absolutely nothing. I I, I and you know what? This is a this is an example of going into something with expectations. But are we wrong for having those expectations? When, when you heard "Please excuse me for being antisocial," it was undeniable. The box start with me. Boom, boom, room. Big stepper. High fashion. He had hits on that project. Multiple hits on that project. For someone to come in the game, their debut album being so incredible, it's like I expect you to perform at this clip. His features have all been great. His cosigns, his connections, working with Nipsey, cool with Kendrick. Like, it's just like the path was laid out for him. We were ready to put him there. All he had to do was deliver on the things that he said. And, you know, I, I think it's really, really great production on the project, but that was really it. Like, I love Takeoff's part on his song. I love Future's part on his song. 
if you're going to list Jamie Foxx as a feature and not have Jamie Foxx sing, uh, Jamie Foxx is doing a voicemail telling you to slow it down, which leads into the song Slow It Down with Ty Dolla Sign and Alex Isley. Then you give us less than a minute of Ty Dolla Sign and Alex Isley. When you gave Ty Dolla Sign more time on your project and last project, and it was a really good song on your last project, I'm just, I'm, I'm confused as to what you think. You know, I, it, the, from, from listening to it multiple times, it sounds like he wanted to flex his rapping ability a little more. And it's like, you know, I, I always applaud and I respect an artist trying to do different things. But Roddy, you have a gift in melodies. Why would you why would you deviate from what your gift is? You can do that and then add on to it rather than taking things away. Like there's, there's to me, there's no point in coming in as a dual threat, as a versatile guy and then be like, OK, I'm I'm only going to try to do one thing now. Like, no, like that's why Drake, you know, not to bring up Drake. That's why Drake will never do just a rap album because he can sing and do, do the harmonies and the melodies just as well, too. You, you, you give stuff that different people attract to and not that you want to create. Uh, a, a salad bowl of music intentionally, but it's just like if you're good at multiple things, do it. Exactly. I mean, he those, plays keys. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, I'm. J- I I was I was I was in disbelief. I, I was I was in genuine disbelief listening to this project. And it's like, so, so someone tweeted. She was like, "Yo, you ever check the track list on an album to see how much you got left of it because you just want to be done with it?" And I was like, "That that was me." That was honestly me. Like I, I saved a handful of songs on my initial listen. And then I went back to it and I ended up unsaving some of the songs. It's like, you got a, a little baby song that sounds like every other little baby song. You, you, some of your hooks were just not creative. Your, your, your lyricism just didn't feel, not that I'm looking for compl- complex stuff, not that I'm looking for, you know, lyrical miracle stuff, but things that just connect to me. And it's just, he honestly sound uninspired. A lot of his features sounded mm. uninspired. Whereas you look at a project like Call Me If You Get Lost. You even look mm. at Donda. You even look at Certified Lover Boy. You look at uh, Wale's album, Falloran 2. For some reason, all those features brought it. Jamie Foxx, coincidentally, is on Falloran 2 and he's actually singing. That's one of the best songs on Falloran 2, Dearly Beloved. I do not get what went wrong on this album, but the, 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 the shit that Roddy was talking, because Roddy was in that interview talking about, no, I'll be listening to other people's stuff. It don't really be inspiring me. So I was like, okay, so, so, so you want to come with some inspiring shit and to be sitting on this album and to be talking all that shit, it, it was a big letdown for me, but it was, it was a huge letdown for me. And, you know, as I always say, I'll let some time pass. I'm, I'm, I'm going to revisit it. But from what I heard, what I heard initially, nah, man, like, nah, you're, for me, I'm pulling you back a little bit from where I was ready to put you. I was ready to separate you from the pack. Right. To me, you were in that little baby, little Uzi Vert class of guys who make, you know, versatile rap music, perform well commercially, and you're, you, you're the next class up. When Drake, Kendrick, and Cole really say they're done, you're the next class up. This album, I'm pulling you back a little bit. You, you might be a little closer to, 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 to Gunna. That mm-hmm. then then you're closer to little baby and even little Uzi's gonna pull back a little bit too. So like yeah. you might be a little closer to Gunner than you are a little baby and little dirt. Like it's yeah. it's, it's scary. It's, <laughs> oh, I mean, for me, you know, for I haven't heard the whole thing, but from what I did hear, it put me to sleep. Like I literally fell asleep and woke up. Like whoa, what am I listening to? 
ah, like I heard the live fast and die young. I was like, okay, interesting. Like interesting, you know, mm-hmm. bringing the Ross thing in, but like, okay. Um, and I was thinking like, wait, is this a joke? Is this like a meta album? Is this like a, it's seeing it, it's an album about living fast, but it gives us these short little moments. And is it, uh. I'm like, is it a meta album? I'm like, you know, I don't know if that's even, that's maybe probably too advanced for thinking about how he's talking about it. And I didn't even know he was talking about it the way you say he was, but like, I don't understand sometimes, you know, I expect a lot from Roddy. Yeah. Given the people I know he's around, mm-hmm. 1500, all these people that are around, like these musical, musical people, and he's a musician himself. You look at his live performances. I'm like, bro, I'm expecting some heat, some hitters. Like, and the thing about it, it's just, I don't know, bro. Maybe there's a lot of more things at play here these days that we're just not realizing, not thinking about. Because if that's what you give people, and I mean, I got to hear the whole thing, so I'll be mm-hmm. responsible. Mm-hmm. But from what I hear all my people saying, for him to have gone away for the time that he said he went away and made that whole statement from going away, like, yo, I'm going to, I want to live life. I got to have stuff to talk about and everything. And it's like, is there a record on there where he's like, you know, that would give like a, a bridal path or give like something where he's just kind of talking? Is there any record on there that you can think of off top? There's, there's nothing that gave me anything close to that feeling at all. Hmm. At all. The, the best song, the best song was, was the single late at night. Truthfully, the best song was, was the single and it was and be- a heater and it's a great song. And it was, it was, it was, it was buried towards the end. And it was like, I had to sit through a lot. And like these names excited me. Future, Future and Roddy, love them. Take off, t- sing, uh, solo take off and you know, take off to this thing. Like Fabio Foreign, great verse. Like F- Fabio after that off the grid verse on Donda, he he, he going to be getting a lot more calls and rightfully so. You know, he's, he's, he's rapping well. 21, you know, he was cool. Kodak Black has never really done it for me. Right. Uh, Gunna did his thing. But, and I also tweeted when I was listening to that, I was like, yo, you ever heard a type of rap song and it's not bad, but you're just tired of hearing it because you hear it so often. I remember you tweeting that. That's how that I, point now? That's how I felt hearing this album. Like hearing the Lil Baby song. Hearing even some of Roddy's solo joints. It was just like, you know, you don't have to evolve. And Well, no. I'm not saying you don't have to evolve. It's nice when you evolve. You don't have to take your sound completely in a different direction yeah, because, right. because he is still relatively new to the game. But to be talking the shit that you were talking and to not deliver on that shit talk, is it, the, 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 there's a disconnect here. Yeah. There's, the, there's a big disconnect. You know, like, I, I haven't car tested it yet. I'm sure it sounds great in the car, though. It's, it's, it's amazing production. Yeah, but that's, yeah. But, exactly. but that's not enough for me. Like, I, I was in a group chat talking about it the other day. It's like, yeah, you, you, you'll, you'll hear a good beat and get excited, but lyricism that doesn't connect with me or move me you you lose me I, I never go to a song for the beat ever i never go to a song for a beat ever yeah. ever you you need those moments where there are lyrics that make you want to sing them back that's when you're outside and you connect with someone and you you, and you join in with someone you never met but i know the lyrics you become best friends immediately that's why lyrics and songwriting and melody to me are more important than production and he and then he almost abandoned melody the lyrics and the songwriters didn't feel inspired. He also talked in, in the KD uh, Eddie interview about how he doesn't write. He just, he freestyles. And I'm like, yo, maybe you should start writing. Uh, honestly, like, like maybe you should start writing. Like 
niggas want to flex that because Jay Z made it popular to not write his stuff, and it's like y'all not Jay Z though, y'all not Wayne, not 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 yet. So he didn't have no hooks on there. There was no hooks. There 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 were hooks. There were not good hooks to me. They were not hooks that didn't do it for me. There wasn't. It wasn't no first album hooks. It wasn't no the box. It wasn't no boom boom room. It wasn't no big stepper. So he's gonna be on this tour doing the box. <laughs> probably he'll probably he'll probably be a- a- ending his set with the box for sure, for sure. Wow, That's and it's funny. I, I was I was in the car today listening to the radio. They were celebrating Roddy's release, but playing the box in high fashion on the radio. They ain't played none of the new shit. I was in the car for hours, like you know, waiting to take a test because I'm being safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get tested. <laughs> I don't get tested. I was I was waiting. You know, it was like a three hour wait. So I was in the car listening to the radio. Did not hear a single new record. Off live life fast. Not one. Heard the box. Heard high fashion. Very telling. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into it because I feel like it's creeping into our board meeting conversation. It is. It is. It is. It is. Let's 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 keep moving here on the sure. chat. Just so sure, we can. sure. 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 <laughs> so I made a tweet the, the night before the Roddy album came out that we getting a two pack from a certain artist and the Roddy album we eating and then. After I heard the Roddy album, I quoted it and I said, well, this tweet aged 50% well. <laughs> so we received a two-pack from none other than the East Atlanta poet himself, rapper, R&B singer, R&B singer, artist, whatever you want to call him, Black, delivered a two-pack rent-free by any means. Great to hear my guy again. Love rent-free by any means is giving like his like interludes where he's just rapping, just getting yeah. this shit off, talking hella shit. So like, I went platinum and I ain't dropped like shit. Like he was, he was just, he, he, he was getting it off. And that rent free is his, you know, his more melodic in his bag, sympathetic. We've been through a lot this year. You've been through a lot this year. You in my mind, rent free. I changed for love. Like Diddy. Now you ain't going to take that, take that, take that. He was, he, he was talking. He was talking. Where are you learning these lyrics of your artists that you love? My really brother, fast. my brother, my brother, <laughs> look, when the music is good, what do you do? You press that repeat one button. That run it back. And you let it rock. So that run it back. Black Tupac, great to hear from him. Black is great because he, I wouldn't say he's taking a break break because he just dropped Six Piece Hot in 2020. And like he, he he's, he's appeared on features, not like too many, too many features, but he's been on features. Some good but this is, this feels like album mode like for him to release a, a joint like rent free and that by any means which gives interlude i, I, I kind of like <clears throat> when certain artists release the, their interlude feeling songs as singles like j cole did it with um he literally released a song called interlude as a single leading into offseason yeah like, and it's like okay so you you just want to you want us to hear y'all talk shit like you you're not really trying to be bound to the constructs of this is trying to impact radio this is for playlisting. Like you, you just want us to hear y'all in, in exactly. a different way. Cause rent free was kind of for the woman and for like, you know, the lovers. And then by any means was him back in his rap bag, which, you know, you know, he gets into that. He spits. So I was, I, I was very happy with it. I, uh, I, yeah, I have, I have no complaints, man. <laughs> None at all. None at all. You I feel that. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate them. I got to run them back. Um, Cause I know I'm at this point, I'm like responsibly. I got to keep when I'm speaking on singles. Specifically, yeah. or seeking on two packs, I should run it twice at least, mm-hmm. just to get a better full idea and be able to speak and know. Like sonically, I know rent free from by any means. I know yeah. Songs. Yeah. Um, but from what I heard when I was just you know kind of listening, 
uh, it was it was solid. I mean, it was from Black. It's what we expect from Black, and mm-hmm. he didn't demote himself in any way from those. Yeah. So you know, he's also too at a certain point. He's he's a seasoned writer. I'm going to expect, if if anything, Black, you're not the writing's not going to get worse. Yeah. And so I don't think he ever does. He always has a pretty pretty consistent bar that yeah. he set from his quality that is never going to go below this. And so um, I'll, I'll run him back and, and get back to that. But mm-hmm. no, but yeah, he solid, solid. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, we didn't get to talk about this. This dropped last week, but uh, my my bald goat Neil linked up with the Mister Blue World Order Young Blue. <laughs> For a track called "Stay Down." Now, this was this was an intriguing collab to me. You know, I, I do love that Neo is tapped in with the people younger than him. A couple of years ago, we had a Neo Party Next Door collab, and it's like those yeah. are two two elite pens. And you know, yeah. uh, the song was great. So you know, this this Neo Young Blue joint. I was like, okay, like what are we gonna hear? So you hear it. You know, you kind of get lulled in by like a you know like a, I don't want to call it a standard Neo R and B joint, but like he it's it's kind of like vintage Neo, and then you kind of get a pause and then the beat switches and like the energy picks up. And it's like, it's like Neo entering into young blues world where it's that, it's that fusion R and B hip hop melodic type stuff. And, and, you know, like one thing I would say about Neo, which is outside of this song is like, I was thinking, I was like, yo, who are some of the best R and B singers that have delivered hooks or dope vocal performances on rap records. And like Neo is on that list for me. You got Neo, you got Joe, you got Jeremiah, Miguel, like it's, Trey songs like we, we we got some hitters but Neo is up there for me and I think this showed it you know again like you just see those two names next to each other and it's like yo, Young Blue's been providing that like Young Blue Her you probably never expect to see Young Blue John Legend Young Blue Monica on his most recent EP he got a song yeah, with Monica yeah. it's like bro like I don't know how Young Blue's doing this but these songs are delivering so yeah I, I, I was very happy with it. it had a great bop to it um, I, I I would agree with you. I'm, I'm kind of stealing a point, but like the second half is more was more interesting. There's a lot more there's a lot more energy to it. Something you could play outside, but you know I, it's it's always good to hear Neo because he doesn't pop up as often anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it was a dope collab. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, no, I definitely. I mean, we listened to it together, mm-hmm. and I mean, when I was hearing the first part, I, I was about to turn it off, but I was like, I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to hear what Blue does, like mm-hmm. just so I can be able to speak towards it. And then the beat switch and Neil come back. And I'm like, man, why didn't y'all do this the whole time? You know, mm-hmm. um, so it, I really like the second half. The second half of the has had me, had me head bopping. I'm like, this is what I expect from Neil. Hook was hard, yeah. backgrounds, tight, you know, everything. Uh, what you expect from him. And so mm-hmm. I am curious to see what Neil got up his sleeve mm-hmm. coming up next. Uh, and so these are all getting into our board meeting. So we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into uh Let's talk about let's talk about Capella. Let's talk about Capella. Okay. All right. So Capella Gray dropped his highly anticipated. This snippet has been sitting on his Twitter since like June, I think. Uh the talk nice snippet. A lot of people were looking for this. He it's been like, you know, Gallus is obviously taking over the world right now. Chris Brown Popcon remakes a bunch of artists remakes it. We see Capella in the studio with Jermaine Dupree and all these Ty Dolla Sign, Mustard, and all these people. It's like, all right, like, yo, what's next, Pella? Talk right. nice drops. And uh, he drops a song and a video. Video featured our yeah. homegirl Regina. Shout out to Regina out here doing her, doing her thing. Music videos, okay. Uh, talk nice for, for from the snippet that I saw on social media. I was like, okay, this sounds this sounds good. Upon hearing the full song, I was like, all right, yeah, this is it's good, it's cool. I I you know it's it's tough. It's so tough having such a seismic hit like Gallus because what you follow up with is immediately getting compared to that. 
And it's like having we, we've sat with Gala since March, some people earlier than that. So it's like when a song impacts you for that long, something else just really probably won't compare unless you take it to the next level. Yep. Talk nice. I don't want to call it a safe follow up, but it was kind of like it, it, it. It's not bad. Like it's not bad, which is good for him. Like it's like okay, this is cool. Really great video. Um, the the production kind of got weird towards the second half. There's 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 like this competing, like slow mo part, and and then this like kind of um light feet type bounce, like similar to how he used for Gallus. Like it's a little too much going on. Like like if you if you take one of those out, he's Capella's got a great voice. I don't think that he needs to let production carry his songs as much. Like. I'll, like and like you know he's uh, he's he's producing a lot of his stuff. I'm I'm not sure if he produced this one. I have to check sure the credits did. to be safe. But like I, I think he has a really great voice. So I I don't think he has to feel as though the production needs to carry his 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 records because he, he sings pretty well. So that was really the only weird part for me. But uh, I I thought it was a good record. Um, definitely didn't hate it. And I'm looking forward to you know what he's got coming in 2022. I think people are going to be looking for a project. So with everyone that, that he's been collabing with, all these connections that he has, like. He, he, he could put something together special if, if, if it's done the right way. So I think he's, you know, he's trying to be this outside king. And yeah, he's, he's going, I think it, this one made it seem to me that he's really trying to go for these, like these records that are, it sounds like he's in the studio making like, I got to get a record to make them go crazy. I got to get a record for this. Right. Whereas I feel like it kind of, that that mindset seems to come through here it sounds as if he's kind of trying a little bit too hard for me at least mm. um it's his it's within his style and his wheelhouse and what i expect from him but the sort of like half singing then he'll talk like this you know with the, the, you know like and i'm like yo that's a new york <laughs> hey, nigga for you man <laughs> exactly exactly and i was like I, I i get it but like lock me into the song and i think also a part of not locking me into the song is that the production was busy Mm. It was busy to a point where like there was points I was like, oh, I, I could catch, you know, I could nod to. And then it would do something different and or he would be on just the dead and then, nah, 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 and then singing. I'm like, yo, right. pick where you at really for me. Mm. One major critique that I have for Capella that I think that I'm sure people could agree um, or at least be like curious about is he's giving us these sort of songs with refrains, songs with no official arrangements songs that are just like these quick little like uh you know moments if you will they're almost like little highlights and i'm concerned i would no i'm not concerned i would like to hear a verse chorus bridge chorus verse like i won't want to hear like a more traditional format from him to see how he would react what he he would do within that those sort of um confines if you will or that sort of structure because Gallus uh, Gallus has a refrain. I would say it's not really a hook, hook, but it has a refrain of repeating parts. She and she and she. But it, the way he writes his verses, kind of almost Drake, Drake kind of does that sometimes. That his verses will kind of lead into the hook, yeah, really easily. There's no, there's no clear, there's no clear definition, yeah, right. There's no clear definition. And I think that which is very characteristic of, of this era of music. I feel in general, like, but is it, it does that. I feel like sometimes Lil Durk would do that. Like Lil Durk may not have like his verses will lead right into the refrain or the hook. Like it's it's not always that clear. Sometimes, uh, sometimes Gunna, 
sometimes Nav, sometimes Thug. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, yeah, I feel like, but, but 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 they all also have records where like that they show that they can do more right. more, more traditional uh, yeah. segmenting. I'm just saying like. There's artists who do both, but this is this is like I feel like it's common these days. Like like people are trying to abandon the structure, the traditional structuring of stuff, and it's like you know that, that... abandon it, flip it on its head. Don't yeah. abandon it, but flip it on its head. Which is why I it worked for Gallus. It worked. Yeah, it completely worked. This song, it didn't really work for me um, with the whole no structure because the beat is already busy. Mm-hmm. The production, the, the delivery, the vocal delivery is already busy you're, you're singing with the auto-tune here the auto-tune reacting and then you you talking like you know like you you know from uptown mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh it just it really fit for me but that's i think the main thing was like bro you're gonna need you're gonna need to put some structure in place because this song even if you just want to do a short joints because the song was a minute 51 or something like that if you want to do a short joint give us a verse or start hit them with the hook <laughs> then give us the verse talk how you want to talk give us the hook again and then be out. That's fine if you want to do short songs, whatever. But yeah, it needed something to ground it. And I think it had no grounding. It was kind of just like, wait, what just happened? You know? Yeah. Um, and I'm not just going, you know, I, I I think Capella could be very dope. I don't want to give him just, you know, just, oh yeah, it was nice. It was cool. It, you know, mm-hmm. just yeah. it's a little more in depth than that. Because yeah, yeah. If, if he, because, you know, we're talking about a debut album. You can't send a record like that to somebody they're gonna be like, where do I fit, bro? You gotta, <laughs> I think you gotta clear a verse for somebody. And I think he knows that, but yeah, like, um, yeah I, I'm curious to, I'm curious to, to hear the next one. Yeah. Uh, and I wanna hear a feature. Yeah, like, for sure, for sure, for sure. That's our chat. Let's jump into our employee of the month. Wanna give a big shout out to our guy, Kemet. Hi, Kemet, Kemet, Kemet. Shout out to you, good brother, good brother. Doing his thing over at XXL, associate editor and social media editor. If you follow Kemet on uh, Instagram, you'll see that all through his IG story, uh, XXL has been highlighting the top producers throughout the year. And all these producers are very gracious and grateful for the love that they've been getting. And they've been reposting right. it. So he's just been 1985 is giving shout outs to XXL and Boy Wonder and Hit Boy and all these people. It's just like, it's, it's dope to see the work that he is doing over there being recognized by the people that they are giving flowers to. So shout out to XXL for the great work that they are doing. Shout out to our guy, Kemet High. Now let's jump into this slide deck. We got some slides for y'all. So let's hear. The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. Please come back, Frank. So this is my third time in the week. Weekly. <laughs> uh, what slide did you bring for us today, good brother? I brought a slide from a brother who, when I started to do his some research on him, I really got fascinated. Uh, I have heard him featured on a few artists that I really follow, and I was like, you know, what's this brother about? I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is dude. He's Orlando born. He is LA based right now. Brother who really is channeling that really that on the head, on the nose, 90s feel from the R&B side of things. And this is a song that when I heard it, I was just thoroughly impressed from the production to the vocal, the performances, to the the melody choices, just all around impressed. It was really like, oh no, this is, this is seasoned work right here. And so this is With You by Devin Morrison, featuring Joyce Rice. All right. Produced by Devin Morrison. 
classic feel to it of course that and that's why i said he's really on the nose with it there's uh some other songs that he has if you go listen to him uh, he he did a record with masego recently and i mean it is so on the nose with the nostalgia hitting those classic those feelings classic feelings uh, but you know you listen to it, i mean beautiful duet joyce is just doing what joyce does levitating over the beat i'm excited to see which how she takes it to the next level in 2022 as well. So mm-hmm. shout out Devin Morrison on that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's dope. Definitely want to tap into more of his stuff. So uh, my slide, I brought, this is Day Before by Young Thug featuring Mac Miller, produced by Tay Beast and Versace. Yeah. Hey. It's, it's a double O-P, I'm a Shit, he was talking brazen and law, knock the nigga off. I ain't trying to give him a chance to kill me or take the stand on me. You know, I just had a hundred thousand pieces rand on me. I had a hand out of the room so she can't say molest. I tried to take back all the watches, rings, and the necklaces. She said I'm taking full advantage cause I'm never stressing. Cause I had feelings for this girl that daddy owned the wrestlers. Don't get me wrong cause it ain't nothing but they money, nigga. I meant to tell you since a kid I've been getting my own figures. I was ringing in the racks and she was steady shopping. I'm talking big bills, all colors, nigga Monopoly. I ain't trippin', bitch, I'm sharper than the damn machete Super different, I even stood out on my own partners Since a kid, I've been a dresser, thousand dollars I was in my diamonds green, piece of party party, whoa, yeah Bitch, talk to him while I'm sleeping, yeah, yeah Swimming in the linen like the deep end, yeah, yeah All I ever needed was an alibi, yeah, yeah I don't need a motherfucker reason, yeah Out of mind, so I keep busy Everything a hundred, I don't ever leave a fifty, yeah Did my own halftime, and I was simple what the fuck you think I'm rich for? Why you think I'm always talking shit with my hand on my dick and the crib these bitches turn to a strip shop? It's what it is, though. Yeah, it's what it is, though. Yeah, well, leave me alone. 
take your ass home If it ain't another million, I ain't picking up the phone Phony motherfuckers always sitting on the throne All I want's a pussy, baby, give a dog a bone Yeah, yeah, I don't need a lot, but I got a lot Thug follows his own rules, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's one of my favorites from, from punk. I love the ukulele ballad type type mm-hmm. stuff. It really fits mm-hmm. what Mac was getting into in his career. Uh, just Thug's limitlessness, as you said, and it's funny, too. They recorded this the day before Mac died. And, um, you know, obviously Mac was going through a really dark time, but just the, the, sh- the shit he was talking, like, why you think I'm talking shit with my hand on my dick? Like, what the fuck you think I'm rich for? Like uh if something if 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 we ain't talking millions something like that it's like to hear him that confident you know knowing what he was going through in that time uh it's like that's dope and it feels like you know young thug brings the best out of all of his collaborators so i felt like you know thug played a big part in him just feeling comfortable talking this shit like that despite yeah. you know being in that place where he he also made swimming so um yeah yeah i love that record that's that's the closer from um punk so if you haven't listened to punk i would definitely say check that out and of course our listeners you can check out our stay busy slide deck playlist available on all platforms you get the link tree in our ig or twitter bio at stay busy pod and if you would like a slide added to the deck you can also let us know at stay busy pod or email us at stay busy pod at gmail.com and that goes for both artists and listeners now board meeting good sir are you ready for our board meeting always ready brother so this is a topic that we have um we definitely touched on it on the podcast, but never really tapped into it and given it a full, full view. I think back to the conversation we had about shiny new toys. We we're talking about how, like, you know, we get very excited about these new artists and we want to push them to the forefront. This kind of feels like a part two of that in that when they get to that forefront, what do they do? Do they sit in that moment or do they, you know, take a break, come back and kind of feel refreshed? So we're going to talk about going away the importance of taking breaks in music and not just the importance of it but how to do it because we've seen a multitude of examples where people go away come back and things either go right for them or go wrong for them and there's a variety of reasons for that and so you know for you like when we speak of the the nuance of remaining consistent without getting stale what what are some things that you think go into that speaking from an artist perspective especially yeah and i i think it's i think we've 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 heard examples from like you know, I think Thug is the first person that comes to mind when you think of an artist who has put out a consistent amount of material and in some ways you know what to expect from them, right? I know what to expect when it comes to Thug, right? Or I'm not, if you will, shocked when I hear him on a certain thing. Uh, but I think the major thing for artists like that is you can be consistent, you can be out in the forefront, but I think if you want to be one of those people who's just always working, who's just always there when it's not album mode it's features 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 i would encourage artists to really try some different stuff man like be on different records like if there's going to be a sheer volume you got to be delivering a certain thing i mean think about a tight dollar sign he's a great example like people he has delivered a a brand of featuring by tight dollar sign right and so when he's not doing him he's doing everything else but there's a certain quality and a certain expectation and there's been moments where oh we ain't heard no tie in a long time we tie has been gone but then when you go to his actual catalog like his his albums and stuff you hear the growth you hear the changes you hear the difference i mean he's really tapped into his musical background and people know him as the club banger guy that features on a hit but like on this most recent project that he put featuring Ty Dallas on, I mean, he had his music Soul Child on there. He has Thundercat on there. I mean, his Tiny Desk was musicians that are, I mean, from Camper to 
to uh, Aunt Clemens, to Joe Cleveland, to all these huge acts that are, I mean, huge musicians in the musician scene that are playing with everybody. He, there's development and there's trajectory and there's growth. And I think that a lot of artists just be out Outside, putting out stuff, putting out stuff, putting out stuff, even within like a two year span when we can't hear no growth, either from the content of how you're delivering your craft as well as the production. So that's my main thing that I think that like it can't be stale if you're consistently freshening up the ingredients, you know. And so I think you got to really think about that sort of stuff. And so, who do you is there anyone that you can think of who's other than Drizzy? Because I mean, he's a prime <laughs> example. Yeah. But is there anyone that you can think of in your mind that's been pretty consistent from being outside and it just seems to never get stale? Uh, Even it's, within a two-year span, too. I think Tyler's uh, a great example. Tyler's, Tyler, a great example. Tyler's good. Tyler gets in, gives us his album. It's something different. It's a moment. The rollout is good. The singles are always good. The feature selection, like everything is good. And then he kind of goes away. He's been consistent on this two-year cycle, like we said with uh, when Kevin Lex is on the episode, mm-hmm. 2011, 2013, 15, 17, 19, 21. So it's like, as soon as you might feel like, oh, dang, Tyler hasn't dropped. There he is again. And he's got a whole different concept for you. Like the shift from Igor to Call Me If You Get Lost is crazy. Like it's like you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't really expect that coming off of Igor. You might have expected him to go further deeper deeper into that and then he gives you call me if you get lost so and you know he's doing features along the way he was on freddie gibbs project he was on west side guns project he was on lil yachty's project all in 2020 and all great verses so it's just like he's present enough but he's also giving quality and craft as you say so often craft 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 craft. like you ultimately have to be crafting a sound and continuing to diversify that craft and evolve that craft this dog is wild. Get out. Get out. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me. <laughs> Muted. So, yeah, that's that's really what it comes down to is like emphasizing the craft. Like, you know, w- when you build that fan base, people might get conditioned to the point where they'll accept whatever from you. But if it's clearly just the same thing. You're not, it doesn't feel like you're trying anything new. You're just kind of like, here, nigga, damn. And then like, and <laughs> we just like, oh, I bet. Like, it, it's, it's a very clear difference. So, you know, it, it, it go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was no. going to say, what does it look like for the guys that don't do high concept art, right? There's the Kendricks. There's the, the Tylers. There's the, the Franks even. Like, the people who give us grandiose concepts that we're unpacking four and five years later of like what they actually left us right that seems to be easy to kind of get on a conditioning us listeners to get on a two years two years two years which kendrick has also done a decent job with as well Mm -hmm. but what does it look like for the people who are kind of more like grounded if you will in their branding more just like as you what you see is what you get i'm just delivering good music what Mm -hmm. do you think is their sort of path if you will yeah. What does that look like for be consistency without getting boring? What does that look like for them? And I, I think it kind of alludes to something you said earlier when you're talking about Capella is like being an artist meant for outside. Like, mm. you know, if you're if you're just an outside artist, you're making stuff that we turn up to, then like I think it's just experimenting with different producers. It's it's getting different feature artists on, on your stuff. Like you look at a song like let me let me think, like 
on, on Chill, for example, like Wale and Jeremiah. That joint took over 2019. That was the same summer where we were turning up to something like Welcome to the Party, Pop Smoke. So it was like they gave us something different. It still had a bop to it. It made people feel a certain way. You're talking about love, but you're talking about it in a sonic, sonic type of environment where it's like we can still be upbeat and dancing to it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's experimental with different producers. I think, you know, this is where a certain nuance like catchiness comes in, having a catchy line, having a, a catchy hook, having something that's repetitive, something that sticks to the mind. Um, and so, you know, if you're an outside artist, I don't I don't think you might. I, I don't know if you necessarily need to take as much of a break as these high concept artists are like like Kendrick, for example, you drop to Pimp a Butterfly you got to give people time to really sit with that and like understand that there right, right. people are still like unpacking the like, nuance. How did the butterfly get pimped? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's like, so it's crazy that he came back two years later with damn. And honestly, 2016, he gave us uh, untitled, untitled unmastered, unmastered. too. Yeah. It's like, he, 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 he was giving us stuff. And I think that's, that's by far the peak of Kendrick's career. Um, and so, you know, it's, it, and it's tough too, because when you're at that peak, it's hard to go away. We've talked before, like, you know, when it's your moment, live in that and keep running that up. But, you know, what happens when you run it up? Like, like eventually the roller coaster hits a point where it's time to start going back down. Right. And like that, that like high is over. So it's like, how do you handle that? And we've seen from Kendrick's long break. Well, actually, no, because 2018, he gave us Black Panther soundtrack. Like 2015 to 2018, Kendrick was yeah. dialed in, giving us stuff, giving us stuff. And it was like, as you said, it was high concept art, but it's also this era we're in streaming social media so i think social media has made it so artists are even more present which is sometimes to their detriment like well you know you think back to the the the, uh 2000s like jay-z was releasing an album like almost like every year for a while but to those who were his fans it might not have felt as much of a big deal because he wasn't on instagram every day doing ig lives posting stuff you aren't seeing as many headlines and narratives about him and snippets and memes and all this. Like it was kind of like people were just living with the music. It was just about the music. Now that we have this, this connection with these artists, we're almost like following their lives. Yeah, It's almost like we're watching a reality TV show by following them on Instagram. It's just like, you know, reality TV shows don't go the whole year. Like they're broken up into seasons for a reason. Seasons, yeah. You need a break from Flavor of Love. You need a break from I, yeah. I Love New York. Like you can't. I hate it. Those are your examples. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just watch that all year. And it's like we're at this point now where it's like you know, the baby is an example. I bring up a lot. The baby was on fire. 2018, 2019. He was he was he was untouchable. It was like this guy is it. But then he was on too much. He was doing way too much, and it was like kind of need a break from you because the music is not evolving. You're, you're not taking things forever. And then he plateaued. And then, you know, now he's at the point now where it's easy to just push him to the side because we know you're not going to come with anything different. You're going to have them beats that sound like farts. You're going to have the, the, that, that same flow. Like, it's just like, we know you're not really coming with nothing different. I think if he would have taken a break I, after he dropped Kirk, like Kirk, you know, some people liked it. I, I wasn't a big fan of it. If he would have right. taken a break, then, you know, he might have been in a much better position now and maybe not said the things that he said. So, you know, there's, there's a multitude of things. Like, you know, when you get so so popping, when people are rocking with you so heavy, you think you could say and do whatever. And then right. it's like, it's like you might get to Daniel Caesar. You might get to Baby. Like, <laughs> right. Saying too much and not yeah. the music and staying in your lane in that way. Yeah. So then I give, you know, we talked about a little bit last week. So then how does a Ross work? How does that work? you literally are giving us, and that's why I said, it's more of like a, just a, a career storyline and then that the projects are just like 
different chapters within the same storyline. Yeah. Because it's literally luxury cocaine rap. Yeah. Like it's luxury drug music, drug empire rap. Mm-hmm. That we kind of get the same thing every time. Yeah. But in some strange way, every time Ross drops, there's it, it is a note. Like people note it, people speak on it, and no one ever says, eh, that Ross was whack. Like I yeah. never really heard that. Yeah, you know ever. I think it's Ross early in his career, he was doing more trap stuff, like hustling was how I got introduced to him. Every day I'm hustling. That's that's a trap yeah. record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. When, when he was on that peak with blowing money fast, I think I'm big Mitch. Like that joint, like John with Rick or with Lil Wayne. Um uh if I die today, remember me like John, like he, he, Ross was leaning more to the trap stuff, but still giving us that that luxury, lush robe cigar type music and like right robe and cigar yeah <laughs> yeah and then when the trap became too popular ross kind of realized i right, i can't do what everyone else is doing because some of these niggas might be better than me at doing it no so cap. let me lean into the other side of my character that people really love people love the the bmfs and the hustlings but they also love the tears of joy they also love the uh what's the joint he had with john legend and um jay-z um uh, oh, free Freemason, free Freemason. People love the joints like that where I'm just rapping on and some, magnificent. Yeah, magnificent. Like some really grandiose production, like so, some stuff that just makes people feel rich. Like people love that from from me. So let me lean more into that. He'll still give you those trap songs every so often, but his last album is more of of, of the luxury, poetic. Like you're just hearing me rap, and like people love his rap voice, his content. Like it's it's like aspirational he he he's more introspective so yeah. ross, ross transitioned really well with the errors like he was doing the trap stuff when a lot of people weren't really on it like that and then once it became too big too mainstream he was like all right let me reestablish myself mm-hmm. and so i think that's why because ross has never it's like i said you know when we talked about it, he's never felt overwhelming he's never been too present yeah. there's been yeah. years there's been years where he's given us a mixtape and an album some years we've gotten two albums from him but it's like it's that they're like just long enough that there's enough variation in it and it's like his sound it's not too many people doing it it's hard to get tired of something if it's not that present like you know you're really only going to hear this from ross get it from yeah push a t maybe griselda now and like you know a lot of these other underground guys coming up but like ross just does it at such a high level his ear for production just puts him above everybody else so it's like we can't really get tired of this because you're doing this the best arguably yeah or is it to the point too, which is like another caveat of this, is that like in, in the years where it's two albums or it's a mixtape and an album, is it the case that Ross knows that I really do this one thing mm-hmm. and maybe I need to, and cause Ross I've also heard is too, is like his his clip is very high, very mm-hmm. high clip. He records songs at a very high clip. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe it's like, do I need to remain present but give him a follow-up to this because it may not stick as hard too. That's something to think about that I, you know, I've just been mulling over in my mind. It's like, well, in those years, it's like, are Ross, are you, are you doing this? Because, you know, we could live off of just one album for you. Yeah. Year, but it's like, why are you giving us two? I think yeah. there's other artists that do that too. I mean, like, for example, up for best progressive R&B album or progressive, yeah. What was it? Progressive album, progressive R&B? Oh, l- lucky. No, I'm talking about Eric Bellinger. Eric Bellinger, yeah, yeah, yeah. progressive. That yep. brother, the clip on on Eric is extendo. Stays releasing. That brother releases twice a year for the last five, six years. Like, yeah. and so you think about someone like him, though the, the type of music that he makes is that very commercial R and B. I mean, it's mm-hmm. only commercial R and B. Yeah, um, and a lot of it, you know, you gotta you gotta 
keep going to get a a, a few hits going you know so mm-hmm. and so uh, i think about that just a lot of different artists and just their how their approach has to change also sometimes based on the type of music you make and i think that's kind of like something that we're saying here without saying it yeah but you know there's j cole i think it was the either it was the i think it was the for your eyes only documentary i think mm-hmm. it was, it's a scene where he's in the whip he's in the whip and he's talking about you know people i you know you don't know how long you're going to be on top yep it could be here today next album flop people not checking for you no more and you can never get back to the place that you were once at and that's why he said you know i gotta say what i need to say while i'm here while everyone's tuned in while everyone's listening and so i think about the case of mr roddy Mm -hmm. um and how going away but not coming back with the heat mm-hmm. the end of the day the heat forget who you are as a person you may feel change or whatever like yeah. coming back with the heat going away and not coming back new is is worse than i feel like just quitting <laughs> in some ways yeah. you know yeah. because then you become the boy who cried wolf mm-hmm. it's like no i got that heat i got that heat you come out it's cold yeah and you're like dang bro i don't mm-hmm. know and then even from there on you're just like wow that person has never really ascended to that level that we always thought they were going to be at. Yeah. I feel like there's a, even a pressure that they used to say is like your sophomore album is the most pressure. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, you got to follow it up. Mm-hmm. And so what are your thoughts on just that whole thing? I mean, we kind of cut it short a little bit more, but. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such difficult waters to navigate because like, if you come out the gate debut album and you hit niggas over the head, we're like, okay. And especially in this era, like we're, we're not patient enough with artists. So some of us, we're not patient enough. So you come with a fire debut, people are already ready to put you like in that, like people have put Roddy in that class, Lil Baby, Gunna, Future, Thug, like those type of guys. And it's like, Future's been in the game 10 years. Thug's been in the game almost 10 years. Gunna and Lil Baby have put project on project out. Right. Uzi's been around for a while. Roddy, yeah, like he put out a really good debut album. He had a really great mixtape before that, great cosigns, but... He's kind of newer. So he he was thrust to that position. And I was ready to put him there too, because everything that I've heard has been great. But we also gotta remember, like, this dude is 23 years old. He's he's learning this space still. Yeah. He's literally learning this space. He's growing up in this space. He's meeting all these new people. He's getting all these new looks. And like, you know, it's like you said, there's a lot of pressure. And so, you know, like we've said so many times, it was so admirable that he wanted to take his time and like live life and i've been in so many group chats where his name has come up people before the album came out where's roddy where's roddy is roddy dropping so it's like it's great that people don't forget you because you put out a great debut album but you you have a standard you have a standard that they feel you have to meet and if you don't meet that standard it's very easy to to shoot you away that's why like it's almost like you know i i i don't think artists i don't think any artist would ever do this intentionally because you want to come out the game hot but come out the gate hot but it's almost like maybe you shouldn't put your very best stuff on your debut album because you, you don't want people to feel like, oh, Giveon is Frank Ocean level, for example, which people have said, or Giveon, Lucky Day are, are, are up there. And then you got to come back with a sophomore project. And if you don't hit where painted or, or take time where, pe- people are going to demote you like, oh yeah, he's like Eric Bellinger. He releases, we, we, we don't pay attention, like right. stuff like that. It's like, you 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 want to get better every time, but- if if people feel like you you hit a peak off your debut, then like you, you got to find a higher mountain and climb that and hit that peak. And 
that's tough. It takes it takes people years to get there. Like we look at someone like like Lil Durk, Lil Durk and grinding for ten years. Like he was putting out a lot of music, music that I liked, but it was it was like you would never put Dirk in the conversation. Like like Lil Uzi came and was automatically more important than Dirk. Lil Baby came was automatically more important than Dirk. Dirk ain't really hit that point till till we got that Drake feature, and, and then everyone was like, oh Dirk, 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 and it's like. Yo, but yeah, y'all don't understand. He's been around. He just ha- he just hadn't hit that point. And like you know, thankfully he's firing at a really high clip. He's been great on all his features. He's consistent. People are looking forward to an album from him. And you know, I, I wasn't too impressed with by the voice. I definitely didn't like the collab project with him and Lil Baby. Um, there's other projects, earlier projects I like more. But it's like this next album for him, the the pressure's on. Like the the pressure is definitely on. Like it's people in group chats on there predict, predicting 300k for him. I'm like, yo, Jake Cole sold 300k this year. For to expect Lil Dirk to sell 300k, J. Cole sold 300k this year. Do you think Lil Dirk is on J. Cole level? And to some people, just not. just off of his his visibility, how much music he's putting out, people think, oh yeah, he's the biggest artist out right now. It's like, oh, nah, God. man, because because oh, he y'all. here's the thing, Dirk probably can't take a break right now. Some people can't. Look, that's uh, unravel. Go ahead, keep going. Dirk probably can't take a break right now because if if he goes away, what's gonna happen? Same thing that happens with a lot of these artists who take breaks. People are like, oh, they fell off. Where they at? Where they at? Stuff like that. So, like, once you get that narrative that you fell off just because you just because you go away, you're fighting that much more stuff. It's like it's it's it's, it's a catch twenty two. You're fighting a lot when you're too present, but then you're fighting a lot when you're not present enough for these people. Like it's it goes back to what Roddy said. Y'all didn't know me till you know me. Now that you know me, you want a lot from me. People are going to want a lot from you when you stick with it, stay consistent, stay consistent, stay with a good verse, good feature, good hook there, good hook there. You you go away, Dirk, the music game going to be all right. Like, and I, I fuck with Dirk. Like, it, that's no disrespect, but like, the music game is going to be okay because there are other people that do what you do and you, you, you're not that upper echelon yet. Like, Dirk might be like a tier C, tier B artist, maybe approaching tier B. But like it's it's just like you you haven't developed that much cachet yet to where you can go away for like Dirk can't go away for a year. He can maybe take a, a couple months off. Point, yeah, half a year off. But Dirk can go away for a year. The momentum will, will be gone. It, 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 it will be gone. I think that type of rap too is such a noisy space. Like, yeah, there's. I mean, you can literally just rattle off like eight names like that. Mm-hmm. You know, people who all make the same type of music. Yeah. So that's a great uh, point that I think I just kind of naturally arose out of we just speaking about it, is that, dang, yeah, there's importance in taking break, but like some people have ascended to the level it's like, dude, I can't take a break because there's just too many people. Yeah. And I think because it's that caveat of like the folks who make, the folks who make that high concept art, they can take a break because mm-hmm. although there may be a bunch of people doing that, you can take a break because like, no, this is what I have. It, it sets itself apart immediately mm-hmm. almost, right? Yeah. Um, just because it's your story. It's your through line. It's your trajectory. Yeah. And so it, it's just, it is a very interesting place to think about like, man, if I, if this person stops, it might be it for them, it might be quick for them. But then it also that speaks to, well, how much did they have to begin with? Yeah. How yeah. much did they have to begin with? How much staying power did they have to begin with? And I think this conversation mm-hmm. is, is leaning towards, you know, that part of it is leaning towards this staying power. It's like, well, bro, if you're afraid to take a break and people, you know, you're afraid people are not going to rock with you. I mean, what did you really have to rock with in the first place? Do you really have star power or are you just on a run? We're quick to put the, the label star on people that are just mm-hmm. on, on a run. 
There's a right. very big difference between a run and being a star, being a superstar. The baby, when he right. first came out, he was on a run. People were ready to call him rap MVP that year. I, hey, I, I was one of them. And then I had to step back like, uh, nah, he's, he's just on a run. And then we saw when, when the momentum slowed, it was like, yeah. <laughs> like right. look. Perfect segue into the next one. So who do you think could benefit from a break right now? Uh, Lil Baby, I, I think, could benefit from a break. I, I think he's developed enough cachet to where Lil Baby could take yes, a break. Yes, people would and, check and, and people would be excited for it. Um, I'm glad that Gunna's kind of been chilling. Gunna's always going to be on features. Like, he's he's just one of those guys. He's always going to be on features. We haven't got a Gunna project mm-hmm. since, since Wanna, and people are teasing one for this year. I don't think he's going to drop this year. I'm glad that there's a two-year break between Wanna and what should be Drip Season 4. So I like that Gunna's on a break right now. Uh, who else could take a break right now? in rap aubrey yes oh 100 100 he's he's needed a break for a while and you know he he, he took 29 lightly he dropped re-release so far gone care package all the lucy's 2020 he came with dark lane which i, I still really like you know dark lane was dope uh i you know certified love boy i know how i feel about it but i i i would be okay with him not dropping till 2023 2024 to be honest like an album i want and, you know, uh, Rory talked about it on the Rory and Maul podcast. He's like, yo, you know, I, I don't think that Drake has a lack of things to talk about. He He's lived more life than all of us. <laughs> Not to be funny, like more life. He's like, he's 34, 35, but mentally he's probably like 45 just because of everything he's done. Like really no rest, traveling the world, biz, all these business deals, like everything he's dealing with, beefs, all that. Like he's got, he's got so much to talk about, but feels like he's always on the move like and he's probably probably mentally always feels on the move like you know when, when he talked in the rap radar interview he was like yo this is the first time i feel like my life is mine and it was like you know it was good to hear him kind of get that rest and then 2020 the pandemic hit so he was forced to rest and like once you know the world opened up a little bit it was like aubrey was right back at it so it's like i you know i i really think he could use a good two to three years to, minimum. to just minimum. chill you know like he'll probably still pop up on features which is okay features are fine you know and he usually does that when he's leading up to an album anyways he jumps on a lot of features but i think for his music something more focused and i'm not asking him to do a concept album i'm not asking him to do anything that we would expect kendrick to do because a lot of people say that and it's like i think you know one thing with drake that we have to accept is like he's not that artist he could be and I, I think I think that's what frustrates people is Drake has the capability of being an incredible storyteller, an incredible conceptual guy. But that's just not really what he's trying to accomplish with his music. But he can still, as you said, uh, take the craft and improve it and just it's do different things. Yeah. If he just took the time to really think about his music, he could really improve it. Like, you know, a, a few songs, a couple songs, several songs, certified low boy, arguably just sound like better versions of things he's done in the past. It's like, we don't want you to just take your old stuff and do it and do it better. We, 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 you know, and some people argue like, what else could he do at this point? And it's like, go, go, so much. You need to go into that room, that room of what else can, can I do and sit there, sit there and, and figure it out. And don't come out until don't leave has. that room <laughs> until you figure out what else you can do. I'm sure there's you're going to find it. He, he's going to find it. There's a lot trick could do. Yeah. He could really lean and because he can do so much already. There's a lot he can do. Anyone who thinks that there's nothing else for him to do really doesn't understand. Drake can get into a lot of different pockets, right? And we, as we've seen, but I think for him, yeah, he needs to sit down somewhere, raise Adonis for a while, raise the kid for a while, stay up, stay with your ear to the 
to the streets. He doesn't, like you said, he doesn't need to experience life to have content to talk about. Yeah. I think for him, it's purely sonic. It's all delivery. Mm-hmm. I would enjoy, we'll probably never get it, but I would enjoy a concept art album from Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to like a Nothing Was The Same, if you will. And, I mean, his concepts are like concepts that live within the real world. They're like grounded yeah. in the real world. They're not like, you know, speaking about a water bottle, which really is like a discussion about <laughs> you know, the water crisis in the world. <laughs> it's not that. It's not abstract art. It's, right, yeah. it's not abstract. It's going to be yeah. art that's very palatable, very mm-hmm. tangible to the average person. Which is dope because it's, it's still conceptual. It's just different yeah. than the concept albums people are used to. People try to box him into that. You have to make a concept album like Kendrick. You have to make, you got to be like Lu- Lupe. You got to be like right. these people that inspire you. It's like, no. It's 2021. You can make a concept album that's not that's not Drake is not making to build a butterfly. I don't know what to tell you. Like that's he just never and that's okay. I don't know that I want that from him. He Absolutely not. Right. Yeah, man. Like <laughs> you know, so, uh, so yeah, there's people who say, "What else can he do?" There's a lot he could do. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. but I think going into that and speaking of what someone can do and what maybe someone has already done, uh, we've I think within the last five years, unfortunately, lost a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, within the last, you know, we're always losing people, but I think in the last five years, we've had a lot more posthumous uh, releases, Oof. a lot more posthumous conversation. Yeah, um, we've seen artists that we haven't heard from in a long time because they just, you know, there was no more, more no much, no, no more. I was trying to say, not more, but no more. Anyways, there was nothing left in the tuck, <laughs> and you know, we got the Michael Jackson on on Scorpion. We got, yeah. Got a, a bunch of different posthumous things that have happened, and so all that to lead into this Aaliyah <laughs> project that they're talking about. This single Damn. that happened with mm. the feature in the weekend with uh, the song was called Poison. Mm. Uh, what it, just your general ideas about this whole idea, this undertaking that they're going right now? When I played the record, I was I wondered is is this Aaliyah's voice? Are are, are, Man, these, are these her vocals, bro? It, I don't know if Watch it me. was. I don't know if it was a filter. I don't know if it was if she was singing through a phone when she recorded that. I don't know what it was, but it just did not sound good. It's and I'm and I'm like, are y'all thinking that Aaliyah is that popular? That her music is that desired, where people are going to accept anything? Because the narrative surrounding this song, like. It just sounded like a weekend song to me. The weekend sounded great on it. It was it was cool, but it's like to go through all a lot of paperwork, all this clearing and all that to get a Leo on there to sound like that. Not not worth it to me. Not worth it at all. Let's leave it where it's at, y'all. Yeah, if you're not gonna go get literally perfect stems ready to go. Stems for those who don't know, stems are the vocal files, the actual files. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think at that point that was what two thousand between 2000 and 2002, mm-hmm. like, I don't know that the technology was up there yet. I, yeah. uh, you know what I'm saying? So like, it, it's giving that, it's giving the, uh, the quality was not where it was supposed to be and trying to merge and blend it. It just really sounds like two different, two different eras on the song from a technical standpoint. And it should never yeah. sound that way. Yeah. And it was like, man, this is not helping the legacy here. Yeah, that's the way I personally felt. I'm like, man, this is what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. We're already, you know, rustling something that does, to me doesn't need to be rustled, and we could just leave it be and just continue to sample. Or if you want to pay homage and, and pay respects, sample, 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 sample. Yeah, do that right. Yeah. Bring it in new ways. Sample deep cuts. Mm-hmm. 
and it just didn't seem like it added anything. And just like, oh, we talk about taking a breaks from things, right? Then when someone passes, we unfortunately get a break forever, right? Yeah. We have to go, there's a hard cutoff of what we can listen to. And we have to kind of sum it all up into just what we have. And those are things that to me, in my mind, it's like, do we even need this? What is this adding? What is this adding to the culture? You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and, and there's apparently going to be a bunch of other collaborations that are coming from this project. It's supposed to oh, be- yeah. Drake, Chris Brown, Future, yeah. Snoop Dogg, uh, someone else who I'm forgetting. And, you know, it's like, I, it's, I, I wrote about this in, in the article for Consequence. It's like, just from a name standpoint, you'd get excited about uh, an Aaliyah Chris Brown record. We, we, we've heard them together before on Chris Brown's album X. Uh, Drake and Aaliyah, we've heard them on Enough Said. You know, Aaliyah and Future, that, that sounds, you know, that sounds interesting. It's like, but then you think about it from a conceptual composition, technical standpoint, it's like, she's not here to make a moment with Future. They're going to just take her, to, to take a, a demo and have Future add to it. Or maybe it'll take a Future song and just add an Aaliyah demo to it. Like, Right. It's it's gonna sound disjointed. It's it's not going to feel authentic. So for the fans who maybe accept that low hanging fruit, they're gonna be like, "Oh, word, this is dope." But then for the people who for the people who really think about it from a label or business standpoint, it's like y'all really want to profit off of her stuff so bad that you're gonna put her next to all these names. It's probably gonna be some trash. But like you, you know, you're just that pressed to make money off it. And like we know the handling of Aaliyah's estate. We know, we know they put her next to R. Kelly early in her career. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's shaky. So I like, I, I'm very pessimistic going into it. And this record for the weekend didn't make me any, give me any optimism to think, oh, it's, it's, it's going to be great. You know, J5 talked about it when he, when he was, came on the pod, you know, like at the end of the day, the, the families want to eat, the estate want to eat. So from that standpoint, as long as the money is going to the right people, that's the only real thing that I'm going to be happy about. But if this is, you know, the label just looking to profit, trying to create this moment, like, oh, we're giving you Aaliyah's uh, stuff that hasn't come out and we're going to put her next to Drake for y'all. We're going to put her next to these people and all these big names that's going to run it up on streams and put her at the top of the streaming playlist. Fuck out of here. Don't, don't, Don't do it. Don't do it. Because, like, it's cheapening of the art. And it's like people have been mourning the loss of Aaliyah for decades, people, she, she was one of them ones. Her DNA is oozing throughout R&B right now. So to reintroduce her to some people who may not know her at all and get, give them this, thankfully all, all her old stuff is on streaming now. So like, so, so, so you can see she was really like that. But to then make it this, nah, man, like I, <laughs> I can't get jiggy with that. Yeah. I, absolutely not. No, I, I I totally agree with you. It, cheapening was the best way to, to describe it. It's just like, it's one, is it Leah State that press and strap for bread? If so, y'all need to do better with these streams. Because, I mean, I know y'all are still eating off of her music, especially now the catalog is now on Spotify. I know mm-hmm. they're eating off some of those streams, man. Yeah. Like, uh, and so it's just, all this to say, like, it's, it's a really interesting place when you think about breaks and think about posthumous stuff and artists who were in the latter half of their career in the back nine like alicia i love mm. you, alicia but please baby it's yeah it's yeah. funny i wanted to bring that up like she just dropped double album keys a year after dropping alicia in 2020 and i was like oh to come back with two albums and a double album after 
Alicia was maybe like 14, 15 songs. I was like, oh, this is interesting. I, I, I don't, I, you know, I, Alicia Keys is one of my first crushes. I, I, I love, I love her. Like <laughs> Diary, You Don't Know My Name, If I Ain't Got You, Teenage Love Affair, No One, uh, Like You'll Never See Me Again. Alicia has delivered timeless, undeniable classics to the world. Right. She is in the, that latter half legacy act part of her career where you want to give her the respect to listen, mm. but, but listening is tough. And when you're too present as a legacy act and you're delivering too much as a legacy act, it makes it hard like that uh, to go back to Ross. Ross is a legacy act at this point, but you give Ross that respect. You're like, Oh yeah. Like Ross, like I'm gonna listen to his stuff. And it's like, he's, he's been in the game like uh, six, 16 years. It's quite crazy to say 16 years. So yeah. So yeah, he's, he's a legacy act at this point, but you give him that respect because you know, he won't disappoint you. Like, Port of Miami 2 wasn't amazing. It, it was good, cool. There was some good stuff on it. But this most recent joint, I, I rock with it heavy. You give him that respect. And he doesn't make you say, all right, I'm coming back in, in five months with something else. So it's like, nah, bro, like, take a time, chill. Like, live life. Ross is doing all his business stuff. Wingstop is booming. Ross is good. He, he good. He don't need He's this. always going to be good on the bread, yeah. Like, Alicia, and she just did a really great, she hosted the Grammys, right? Like, she 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 did amazing with that. Was it the Grammys? I think it was the Grammys. Some a while back. Yeah, I, it was like two three years ago. She did amazing with that. It's like I love you, but I don't know if we need albums from you anymore. Do this award show stuff, like pop up during other people's performances, play keys for them. Alicia has a great personality. She's so charismatic. Like you can do other things, but it's like you can either be an Alicia or you could be a Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne has caught a second wind in his career. He's killing every verse that he is on. I, I'm looking forward to a Wayne album just from the way that he's been rapping on the joint with Tyler. Yeah. Drake's album. Uh, he's got a dope verse on West Side Guns Project. He's got dope verses on just everything Wayne is touching is hard. So it's like Crap. when you're a legacy act bringing the ferocity as if you're still new and you're making every moment that you pop up worth it. And it's so crazy because you look back at it, Wayne's run, that run that made Wayne Wayne 2007, 2008, where he was, he, he didn't go away, but again, we didn't have social media and Wayne's not really present on social media anymore. Anyways, like people promote Wayne shit more than he does. Like, like you don't really know Wayne got something out unless, <laughs> unless one of them hip hop pages let you know. You heard it yourself. yeah. <laughs> but like, that run he was on, the mixtapes, the features, the freestyles, like it was like he didn't go away, but you weren't tired of it because everything he delivered was quality. Yeah. And then he, he decided to go the rock route and it was like, okay, and like, like this, gave, this gave us an excuse to get off the train. If people were looking to get off the train, his rapping, it was like, you can't get off because it's fire. But as soon as, as soon as he wanted to become a rock star, I was like, All right, thank you, Wayne, you gave me a second right, degree. Right, 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 right. But it's like at this stage of his career to be doing what he's doing, it's like, it's just undeniable. Like you, you have to tap in and, and, you, and you have to respect it as well. It's like, you're, you're bringing this energy where you want to be so present and you're making me press play on your song on that playlist. You're making it worth it. You're making me save this song. Whereas Alicia and Alicia from 2020, her, her, her self-titled album, solid. it was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snow song, uh, the, the, the record with uh, Safa, the record with Khalid. Like, you know, she, she has some joints on there. But a double album is just overwhelming, especially because you're just not the Alicia that you once were. Like, <laughs> and yeah, it, it's you know I really try to show my love to the to the legends, but mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's not it's not where it used to be from a vocal standpoint, and it, it almost is like, you know, it's it's like seeing it's like, dang, you've had this this you know this. Now I'm gonna not use that analogy. I was I'm not gonna liken that to it. I it's an analogy of like something that you see. You're just like, dang, I love this old this this toy or whatever it is. You've played with it for years. It's given you all this satisfaction for mm-hmm. years, and then one day it's just like. It's just not like something you're like, dang, why is not hitting? Like it's still yeah. that toy. You're like, dang. And you still pick it up every now and then, just like yeah. try to play with it like something's broken on it or yeah. just not hitting it, squeaking mad loud, whatever yeah. it is. It's, it's like, kind of like making the transition from action figures to video games. It's like mm-hmm. you, you play with action figures for a while and you love action figures. Then you get a little older, you want to play some 2K or some Madden, and that 2K and Madden is hitting. And then <laughs> and, and, and then you see the action figure, you're like, yo, you gave me some great moments five, seven years ago. And then you play with it, you're like, you're not as interesting as me jumping on this Call of Duty and playing Warzone. Like it's it's just yeah. it's 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 I don't connect in that way anymore. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like outgrowing an artist in a way. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. And so yeah, all that to say, I think yeah, I was the artists who are in the latter half. I always just want them to eat. Like you know, like some of yeah. them have yeah, yeah, yeah. Two that's good. I think two examples of people who probably it should be a break for a while. Go host a show or something. Versus, you know someone who's taking break come back and is still delivering so yeah yeah man uh yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that i enjoyed that, <laughs> that, that, that. yeah no go ahead no i, I just saying i enjoy i enjoyed that conversation i think we we, we covered some interesting things that i think we've kind of said talked around for mm-hmm. the last two years but never really just spoke out and said it and so yeah i love that yeah yeah um to close i'm, I'm looking forward to because Doja's been very vocal about her burnout. I, I believe we discussed it with uh, mm-hmm. Kojo. Kojo, we discussed it with. And I love her being open about that because we talk all the time. You know, she's she about to be the one. Like, she's, you know. And sometimes the expectations we have for an artist may not be what they want for themselves. Like, she's like, I'm tired of these appearances. I'm tired of all these different things. It's like, you wouldn't expect it because, bro, her streams are up. I know she make a hell of money right now. She gets called. Deal is fire, if right. If, if, if she's in the right deal, of course. But I know she's getting call after call. Legends want to work with her, this, that, and the third, all that. But it's a lot. And so being vocal about that, having that self-awareness to me means, okay, at some point she is going to take a break. And when she comes back, she's going to know, like, people have these expectations for me, especially overcoming the near cancellation in 2020. People are expecting me to come with some crazy stuff. And I think obviously the label she's on Atlantic, like they're like, they're, they're, the, they're going to have her position. Right. And, you know, Roddy's Atlantic too. So it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, again, Doja has the, has the benefit of not being limited to just one thing. She's a pop artist as well. Yeah. You know, she, she's, she, she's linked up with R&B artists. Like she can go a lot of different directions. So, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic for the, the break that I think she's going to take. And I love that she's recognizing it. Cause like, it's one thing to like, it almost felt like Roddy was predicting he would get to burn out at some point. And now, now, now looking back, it's like, maybe you shouldn't have taken a break, the, the two year break. Like maybe you should have came with an EP 2020. Maybe you should have done a collab tape with someone like, you know, and I, you know, I respect how he operates still. And I think he could drop a good album in two years, maybe. But, yeah, you know. it's still early, but now <laughs> we're kind of like, you know, yeah. Like, so. But but the way Doja's been operating, it's like her her getting burnt out makes sense. She's been at every show, every festival, award shows, 
features, just present, just present, just doing a lot. Deluxe album for play to her. So it's like, okay, she's at that point now where she's feeling burnt out. So maybe it's it's kind of a, a more timely exit for her. And I, I, I think this will this will lead to something good. So yeah, you know, sometimes you know you, you might be you might go away when you shouldn't. <laughs> sometimes you don't go away when you should. And um yeah, so this is uh this is the this is the the busy discussion on taking breaks and going away. Um but yeah, really enjoyed that. So that is that, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, really want to stress and emphasize and encourage get tested. You know, if you have reservations about the vaccine, there's information available. If you have friends who are health professionals, talk to them. Try to flatten that curve. I'm I'm about to be inside for you know the the, the, the time being. Like I I I think it's smart. Like you know, it's I was in a group chat where someone's like, "Yo, COVID is getting real again." I was like, "It never stopped being real." It it, it it never stopped being real. We just kind of loosened our mm-hmm. our restrictions. You know, vaccines had us hype. We in the club, no mask, blah blah, blah all that. But <laughs> hey, man, like things are things are getting realer. Things are getting realer. It, it is still very much so a panoramic. So I I just want all y'all to stay safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. If if you want to start scrubbing down your, your groceries again, <laughs> do that too. I like, might be giving that. Yeah, like honestly, because this is it's not a game, and we, we live in a very capitalist world. So the, the 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 joint might not get shut down, but you might need to shut it down for yourself. So that is our public health break. Um, but thank you once again for joining the Busy Boys. It's the boy Armand, founder of Baldy Balls, here with my executive producer, co-host Kamucha King, that makes your heart sing. Nicholas Early. We want y'all to stay safe, stay humble, and stay busy. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy, taking time, getting right. If you miss me, I've been out in the world, staying busy. Monday's not a